News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio where you want it, when you want it. Oh, that very distinctive sound of the Ronettes. Ronnie Spector passed away this week at the age of 78 from cancer. It was an amazing time, late 50s through the 60s, with the girl groups. Uh, so many of them, like the Supremes, Martha and the Vandellas, the Ronettes that we hear there, the Shangri-Las, the Exciters, the Blossoms. It was a cool time uh, for music and for a lot of these very talented young women. Um, Ronnie Spector formed that group, which was her sister and her cousin, the three of them, when she was 14 years of age. Um, they had their first hit, which was that particular song there, Be My Baby, in 1963. When they recorded that song, they did 42 takes before Phil Spector, who went on to marry Ronnie, uh, before he said that's good enough. 42 takes, they had a full orchestra, Sonny Bono, and a 17-year-old teenager by the name of Cher were there doing the backup vocals on that song. Leon Russell was on keyboards, and all of those went on to have fabulous music careers as well. Ronnie Spector, gone at the age of 78, at 747, 13 before 8. Brent Lauchs, John Gormley, 751, 9 from 8. What in the world is this about backyard rinks that you're going to be on today? Yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for this graduate student at UBC. Her name's Kennedy Canneller. Uh, so she's writing a thesis. She's in kinesiology. Yeah. And, of course, you know what we've done to our children with you know, preaching social justice and mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. That's, they've all turned into social justice warriors. So her thesis is on backyard hockey rinks. And you think, oh, that's great. You know, I'd be interested to know, you know, what does this do? Mm -hmm. Well, it is uh, an example of colonialism and capitalism and how people are disadvantaged if they aren't wealthy people who own houses. Because you have to be a wealthy person who owns a house to have a backyard rink. Uh, one of our listeners <laughs> passed this along and said, has it come to this? Well, apparently it has. So uh, at least Kennedy wants to come on the show and defend her proposition. Really? Good for her. Yeah, so 11 o'clock, we're going to meet uh, Miss Canneller, uh, who is a student at UBC. And we're going to say to her, what are you thinking? I mean, I thought kinesiology was about the science of movement. I thought backyard rinks would be a good thing to be encouraged. But no, it's capitalism, colonialism, and class distinction in Canada. Hmm. It's the, hey, it's the times we live in, man. I guess. <laughs> 7.52, eight minutes away from 8 o'clock. Federal government does a turnabout. They backed up on the semi-driver issue. This is still odd. So yeah. Canadian truck drivers will not have to worry about being fully vaccinated to travel to the U.S. and come back to Canada. Yep. Which is the way it's been since the beginning of this pandemic. Right. They've been keeping goods and services running. However, American drivers that wish to come into Canada with a load will be turned back at the border if they are not showing proof of full vaccination. Yeah, and they're not going to change this for Canada. So, I again, it's... I, I, I'm a bit puzzled by the trajectory of where we are. You know, if all of this kind of knee-jerk overreaction had happened, you know, let's say a year and a half ago, you would have said, okay, we don't know the road ahead on the pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we kind of know the road ahead now. And a lot of us who have been watching just what's happening with, uh, you know, national infection and hospitalization rates, you know, the worst is behind us. So I don't understand this. And I, you know, you come to the conclusion, it's governments looking like they're doing something. 
I want to believe it when you say the worst is behind us. I still think there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Oh, when absolutely. You, when you hear Dr. Shahabi saying yesterday, in the coming weeks, we may get to the point where he says right now he thinks one or two people out of every hundred are infected and probably don't even know it. He thinks that number could get to one out of every 25 people in Saskatchewan. So you're talking 40,000 potential infections. There. Oh, but, and but even be, today. But beyond the Omicron is, I think the big question is, what's next? You know, we had this damn Delta, and then we got Omicron, and I think we'd all love to believe, okay, let's get over this Omicron hump, and we'll be free and clear, but I'm not convinced that's going to be the case. Yeah, I'm not going to fuss. <laughs> there's only there's only so many letters in the Greek alphabet, and uh, I'm tapping out at, uh, at O. Tapping out. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, did you see the Quebec situation? You know, it's funny. All this talk where the Quebec Premier came out and said unvaccinated Quebecers would have to pay a health contribution. And bang, just like that, in 48 hours, they had over 12,000 first-dose appointments made. Well, one suspects a lot of these measures maybe are, again, more about signaling to move people because... Well, uh, and that's it. You know, you don't have to be a constitutional law scholar to wonder, how is this going to go over? Or the Canada Health Act, which, of course, guarantees health care to people with nothing out of their own pocket to get health care. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what else are you thinking about on the uh, Gormley show here today? Well, the radical activist Greenpeacer who runs Canada's environment policy, Stephen Gibo. Mm-hmm. We're not sure if he misspoke, overreached, or what it was, but he's not backing down. The Narwhal, uh, which is a sort of a left-wing Enviro magazine, he's doing an interview with the Narwhal, and he goes on about emission vehicle standards, uh, methane regulations, a special tax on uh, fuel, clean fuel standard, and he's listing this, and then he says, all of this must be done in the next 18 months, including the phasing out of fossil fuels in Canada. 18 months? Yeah. So uh, Tom Korski from Black Locks Reporter uncovered this. Uh, they've been making access to information requests. I mean, is Gibo working off some notes here, or what's the story? And he won't back, he won't back off and say, I meant, you know, certain other emissions. He says, fossil fuels will be phased out in 18 months. And then he goes on to say, the time for consultation is over because of the climate crisis like any emergency, should give government the power to decide what goes and what doesn't. 18 months. Yep. How are we going to heat our homes? <laughs> Ask Stevie Gibo, I guess. <laughs> Gormley gets it going just after 8.30 here this morning at CKOM.